Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. In Islam, all knowledge comes from two sources, the Quran and the Hadith. The Quran is the unchanged word of Allah as revealed to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, And it is the foundation of all knowledge. Second after the Quran is the example set forth by the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, which is the Hadith. But considering that he lived a thousand four hundred years ago, how can we be sure that the sayings and the doings we attribute to him are real and unchanged? Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Shahna and in today's podcast from Hayat Academy, we're going to talk about Imam Bukhari. It was in the second century after Hijra when most of the Sahabas who had learned Islam directly from the Prophet peace be upon him were diminishing one after the other. The last of the Sahabas who had directly met the Prophet and seen the Prophet passed away 100 to 150 years after Hijra. Subsequently, a possibility of misquoting the Prophet peace be upon him by some people with vested interest was quite apparent. So it was essential to collect and authenticate true hadith without sponsorship of any ruling authority, regional or national. It was a gigantic work to collect all the prevailing statements and to classify them into relevant categories as good or poor or false or authentic. This was a great task which Imam Bukhari, a non-Arab, shouldered. He spent 16 years searching, collecting and refining materials of hadith. Not only this, he fixed the most rigid rules to evaluate and authenticate any circulating hadith. Thus, he is known as the founder of hadith sciences. The rest of his life he was spent on teaching and propagating the hadith literature. One of his students, Imam Muslim, rose to the second position in the world in Hadith compilation. To someone unfamiliar with the signs of Hadith, the collection of Hadith may seem unreliable or susceptible to corruption. However, due to the work of Imam Muhammad al-Bukhari in the 9th century, the signs of Hadith have been protected from such problems by using a systematic and thorough method of verification for each and every saying attributed to Prophet Thus, in the 21st century, we can still benefit directly from the authentic saying of the Prophet Muhammad But even then, we as Muslims accept only those hadiths which do not go against the teaching of the Qur'an. Because if any hadith contradicts the Qur'an, we can be sure to discard it as Prophet was a living embodiment of the Qur'an. Sahih Bukhari is a collection of hadiths compiled by Abu Abdullah Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari. His collection is recognized by overwhelmingly majority of Muslims around the world to be the most authentic books of the Sunnah of the Prophet It contains roughly 7,500 hadiths uh, with repetitions in around 98 books. So let's talk about this man, Abu Abdullah Muhammad bin Ismail al-Bukhari, or famously known as Imam Bukhari. Imam Bukhari was born almost 200 years after the death of Prophet ﷺ in Bukhara, which is now in Uzbekistan. His father died when he was still young, leaving his upbringing to his mother. Imam Bukhari's development into a renowned scholar is heavily indebted to his mother.
It was Imam Bukhari's mother who had him memorize the Holy Quran. It is said that he memorized it at the age of six and then his mother had him sit in the gatherings of the Hadith. Studying with the scholars in and around his hometown, Al-Bukhari memorized, immersed himself in Hadith studies as well as fiqh, Islamic jurisprudence. But from a young age, he showed a unique ability to understand complex issues of laws and he was capable of memorizing long and complex chains of narrations of Hadith. For a hadith to be considered authentic, a reliable chain of narrators is needed to connect what is being said to the Prophet. In this, Al-Bukhari excelled. In his late teen, Imam Bukhari visited Mecca accompanied by his mother and his brother. After performing the pilgrimage or Hajj, his brother and his mother returned to Bukhara but Imam Bukhari stayed there for further education. He spent many years in Mecca collecting and learning hadiths and various religious studies from the Islamic scholars of that time in Mecca. After that he went to Medina and he further got educated in the field of hadith and fiqh and, uh, for more, more years. So um, after spending almost six uh, years in Mecca and Medina, he left for Basra and Kufa and Baghdad and even visited Egypt and Syria. He is quoted to have said, to seek knowledge, I traveled to Egypt and Syria twice, Basra four times, spent six years at Hijaz, and left for Kufa and Baghdad on so many occasions. Many stories have been told about Imam Bukhari's struggle in collecting hadith. He traveled to many different places to gather the precious gems that fell from the lips of the Messenger of Allah It is said that he learned about 600,000 hadith from more than 1,000 scholars. But he did not rush out to publish the book. Rather, he made a lot of reviews and revisions and investigations until he came out with the final version which includes a 7,000 plus hadith. Imam Bukhari studied in detail the lives of the narrators to make sure that they were trustworthy and would not fabricate or change the wording of hadith. If he discovered that someone in the chain openly sinned or was not considered trustworthy, the hadith was immediately discarded and not included in his book unless a stronger chain for it existed. Using his strict guidelines for hadith acceptance, Imam Bukhari was the first to make a systematic approach to classifying hadith. Each hadith he analyzed was labeled as either sahih or authentic, hasan or good, mutawatir or recurrent in many chains, ahad or solitary, daif or weak, or maudu or fabricated. This system for hadith collection then became the standard by which all hadiths were classified by other hadith scholars. The hadith book that we have now in our houses called the Sahih Bukhari was compiled by Imam Bukhari uh, when he was living in Mecca and Medina and it took him almost 16 years to compile this book. Imam Bukhari's collection of hadith is a monumental achievement and an irreplaceable cornerstone in the science of hadith scholarship. The way he has organized his hadith book is that it can be used to help deduce rulings of Islamic law or fiqh. So the Sahih is divided into 97 books, each with numerous chapters in it, and each chapter is then titled with a ruling on a particular issue within the fiqh. So then within the chapter will be all the hadiths that he considered authentic that support that ruling. For example, about uh, the extra prayers during the Ramadan, for example, Tarawih, it is titled under 
the superiority of extra prayers at night in Ramadan and it contains sayings about the Prophet on how important the Taraweeh prayer is. So Sahih al-Bukhari is not only the most authentic book of hadith ever compiled but Imam Bukhari also had the foresight to organize it into a book of law that helps everyday Muslims to live their lives as close to the life of the Prophet as possible. His monumental work would go on to inspire generations of hadith scholars including al-Bukhari student Muslim bin al-Hajjaj who would go on to collect Sahih Muslim which is considered second only to Sahih al-Bukhari in authenticity. So Imam Bukhari lived around 62 or 68 years but during his lifespan he did a marvelous work which has been the guidance for Ummah for the last more than 1200 years. So tens of commentaries have been written on his uh, theses and hundreds of scholars are teaching uh, Bukhari's hadith collection to thousands of students around the world today. May Allah grant him the best of reward. With this, I would like to conclude today's podcast. Thank you and have a great day.